Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 8th. I'm your host, John June. And of course, this guy to my left, that would be my guy, Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G-Money. Greg, what's yes, good? Sir. Chilling, man. Chilling uh, on this Tuesday. We're saying, you know, we got we got all the games, so we can give a full week nine preview here. You know, no Monday night game to wait on. Uh, yeah, well, it was it was, a, it was a good week nine for sure. Uh, definitely a lot of exciting moments. Yeah, and I, I'm sure you meant a week nine review because I was like, we, yeah, we, just, we, we did the week nine preview already. Greg can't do it again, preview. dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, absolutely. We I, we were talking before, like we may have done this one other time where we actually get to talk about all of the games that have happened or, or all the players that have played. And we're not sitting here like, you know, like, oh, well, this player might be, you know, he's a wide receiver one right now, but, you know, uh, Devonte Adams is mid game and he's climbing actually. We, I, well, we used to record a lot during Monday Night Football, so mm-hmm. that did happen one time where, like, Devontae Adams was, like, the wide receiver 12 by the time, like, by, like, halftime when we're still yeah. recording the episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, oh, that, yeah, that was probably the, yeah, the maybe the Kansas City one, or just when he was in Green Bay. Just when he was in Green times. Bay, just, yeah. you know, all those times, yeah. just Aaron Rodgers throwing him dimes and. Oh, it was just crazy because we, you know, on this weekend, and we'll talk about it. But you know what? Let's just talk about football, man. Let's just get right into the games, right into the the, you know, the breakdowns. Obviously, starting with the quarterback swags. And Greg, I almost don't want to play it for you because I said you should make him your start of the week, and you said, oh, it was close. Uh, but the quarterback won on the week. Who was your stream of the week? That would be Sir Justin Fields. So let's play. We'll play. He was your stream of the week for sure. Um, still think you should have made him your start of the week. Uh, and I feel I we'll get to that in a little bit. But I feel, I feel like you probably feel like you wish he was your start of the week too. Uh, but seventeen of twenty-eight, one hundred and twenty-three passing yards. It's it actually like gets lost on me that he threw three touchdown passes in this game. Yeah, Cause all the rushing yards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my man went for a buck 78 on 15 record. That is a quarterback record, breaking the record Ooh. of Michael Vick. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to break the a rushing quarterback record, I'm going to assume it's either held by one or two people at this point, Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson. Yep. Because I think somebody okay, did. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody did. Uh, I think it was Lamar actually broke a Cam Newton rushing record for most consecutive seasons. Got gotcha. you. Like whatever. I think the number was 500 rushing yards or something like that. But 42.7 fantasy points in your standard quarterback scoring formats. Greg, you clearly. You saw something like this coming. What do you think of the performance by Justin Fields? And speak to it, my brother. Yeah, man, this is uh, definitely – I'm happy to see him taking this year to leap. I mean, honestly, you know, we were, Matt Nagy really held him back last year. Uh, glad to see him uh, get this get this performance. The rushing is there. It's very safe. 
I think you can count on it every week uh, as a as a starter in this league, like a uh, starter for fantasy. Um, yeah, he he's he's money. I think he's um, definitely building a, a nice play for him and showing that you know Miami's defense is very attackable. Just you know, saying how we uh, can attack them all, all all season. They've been in a lot of high scoring games this year as well. So um, yeah, Justin Fields, I'm definitely he could be a league winner for sure. Yeah, I would say definitely could be a league winner because <clears throat> two reasons, right? Like where he was drafted did not cost like significant capital. So even if you drafted him and you held him for this long, like it, now you're re- really seeing the fruits of that. Um, Cause he was a guy, you know, we talked about in the, you know, leading up to our, in our quarterback episode, he's a guy that, you know, he was, was he your, no, was he your breakout? Nah. Last year? Last year, you're a breakout quarterback. I think it was your your breakout last year. No, I went with for Lawrence. No, but my breakout was Jalen Hurts last year. Duh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure who my breakout this this year. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Oh, this year was Tua, but last year I'm not sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, you know, we did talk about him in the quarterback episode, and we, we talked about. I know that he's somebody that I, I've been high on. And when the season started, I was like, everything was so bad. I was like, I'm out, right? Because yeah, um, it was so bad. But I did say like a couple weeks ago, you know, one of the lessons I did take from this season is when it comes to rushing quarterbacks, like it's a law of averages. Just because they're not rushing for yards in the first four games of the season, like doesn't mean that that's not what they're going to do because eventually Justin Fields cares about one thing and that's trying to win football games. And everyone who's involved in that, in that club should care about that as well. And if you want to do that, you're going to do things like what they've been doing, which is really building this offense around Justin Fields and his skill set, even going as far as to like explicitly say, Hey, yeah, we're, we are taking some of Baltimore's plays. Like we're Mm -hmm. looking at Baltimore's film. We're trying to replicate some of the things that they do on offense. And to me, that is the ultimate sign of like Justin Fields has league winning upside at this stage of the game in fantasy. Um, You know, hopefully you, you picked them up a couple weeks ago um, because we, you know, we have been saying like, Hey, this, this is, this is picking up. It's coming, you know, pick them up. Um, I actually have an interesting dilemma, Greg. I was sitting here fearful that I was going to lose my matchup potentially. This was before, you know, some things happened. But going into Sunday Night Football, I was like, am I really going to lose? Because <laughs> Justin yeah. Fields is sitting on my bench and I started Lamar Jackson. Is that the reason I'm going <laughs> to lose? Ultimately, it didn't come to that. But I... I picked up Justin Fields two weeks ago with the with the knowing that Lamar Jackson was going to be on by this week, and that Fields has a matchup coming up against a Detroit defense that we mm. picked on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I consider myself lucky. But rest of season, I mean, Lamar is not. I mean, he runs, he's running, but we get garbage time with Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, all garbage. Yeah, garbage time. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Lions next week. You, this week you said, then the Falcons, then the Jets, and then then the Packers. So like it, it's it's a nice little four week stretch for him. Yeah, I mean, I, it, at this point, I don't care who he plays. If he's gonna run, yeah, for, that's true. Because he's gonna get blown out. He, he's gonna be running. 
the books aren't yeah. even putting out a rushing line for him anymore. <laughs> They're not putting one out. <laughs> oh man. Like, I went to Sandal Sportsbook on Sunday morning. I'm like, what where's this Justin Fields rushing line? I can't get one. They don't want to put it out. <laughs> so I don't care who they play. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, he's he's been a monster. Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean that touchdown run, the 61 yarder where he he's in the pocket, takes off, does a little pump fake where like he literally sets his <laughs> sets his feet like he's gonna or not even sets his feet, but like he switched his hips like he's actually gonna throw the ball and he's like, nah, psych, and then just takes off and keeps running. <laughs> and when he gets out there, like there's nobody that's gonna catch him. Yeah, no, nah, he has four, very four good speed, like yeah, breakaway speed, yeah. Oh man, it's it's fantastic to watch. Um, it's just yeah, and he, great came, he came in as a prospect of as a pocket passer too, which is the the best part. I mean, he's always had this. I mean, like he could like at at Ohio State they would they would do a lot of ones one read plays, so he could throw from the pocket. But he was at his best when in the open field. Like he's one of the most dynamic players in the open field. I know one of the I had uh I had compared his draft process to that of like Deshaun Watson because to me he was like mm. why why is he not talked about as the number one pick right like I get it Trevor Lawrence the pedigree things like that but Justin Fields should easily have been in that conversation you know I, I don't think that I don't think Zach Wilson is as bad as people make him out to be right like I think it's the New York thing the Jets thing I still think Zach Wilson has a shot but I was not shy about saying I wanted Justin Fields as the number two pick. I was never shy about saying that. Um, and f- frankly, you look at his skill set and how it fits with this. With with you know, you look at the Jets. I I, I wouldn't mind Justin Fields wearing green and white. So, just gonna say that <laughs> piece. But I'm just you, Greg. You know, I've always I've always been a Justin Fields fan. Like this has been you know. It was a dream of mine, Justin Fields throwing at Garrett Wilson, yeah. but <laughs> in in the green and white. But yeah, um, let's move on. The QB two on the week that would be Patrick Mahomes, a man who is not too who's not foreign to being talked about in this in this segment. Forty three pass attempt, 40, 43 completions on sixty eight pass attempts. Uh, I think that was three shy, four shy of an NFL record for pass attempts. 446 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, added six rush attempts, led the team, by the way, 63 rushing yards, also led the team, and one rushing touchdown. Pretty sure that also led the team. 32.1 fantasy points in this game here where he had to play comeback against the Tennessee Titans and... Greg, the Titans were up 14 nothing or something like that. Yeah, I think it was 14-3 or something 14, like that. 3. I tried to go take yeah. the 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 Chiefs on the money line because I thought they'd be plus money. Nah, it was minus money. <laughs> so know. it was like almost better gonna... to take the Titans because they were plus 200 and they had an 11-point lead. So it was I didn't Crazy. do it. But uh, yeah, crazy stuff. But uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, man, Patty doing uh Patty things. I mean, it's still weird that they ran so many plays and only got like twenty points. But 
definitely, you know, good that he was able to get this performance uh, fantasy-wise. The rushing, man, to talk about a, a, he's always a, he's not a sneaky rusher, but when he, he, he gets out in the pocket, like, he makes, he can make really good plays out in, in, in his, with his legs. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely good performance from him. Most definitely. Um, I mean, not something that you often see is Patrick Mahomes in comeback mode. <clears throat> the, the the Titans were playing really good defense against the against you know the the Chiefs and um they were getting pressure on Mahomes and and they would constantly get him in these third down situations and you would think like okay the Chiefs are gonna convert here but they they wouldn't so yeah um, yeah so moving on <clears throat> uh the quarterback three on the week that would be Josh Allen 18 of 34, 205 passing yards, two uh no touchdown on in through the air, two interceptions, added nine rushing yards, 86 or sorry, nine rush attempts, 86 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Good for 24.8 fantasy points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Josh Allen. Yeah, uh Mahomes, Josh Allen. Uh, you expect both those guys to be in the top three every week. Um Josh Allen doing what we have to do. Uh, I, he's he's the safest player on the team, uh, on one of the safest players in fantasy. I, I expect him here every week for sure. Even in win loss, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, this was a you know a a, a bad game for Josh Allen uh, in real life. Um, you know, a a good game from from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, was. Obviously, the Jets' defense—they've been pretty good. This was probably their best performance when you consider who it was against. But Josh Allen—we don't care about matchups. We're going to play him. And it, early, it looked like he—he he was going to be on for a day. You know, he was on pace yeah. for—he had eighty, I think, eighty-three rushing yards in like the first. I think it was the first half, or the yeah, in the first half, and then went on to only have eighty-six the rest of the game. Um, so, you know, obviously, the big story with with Josh Allen right now is what's going on with that elbow, Um, you know, suffered an injury on the third to last play of the game. Um, So that's something that they're monitoring. Uh, He's going to be further evaluated. uh, Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott said, Uh, it seems like he will be limited all week. And, you know, Josh Allen's probably going to push to play. Um, But yeah, definitely a concerning matter it matter if you are a josh allen fantasy manager as your boy over here is yeah that is tough well uh, maybe i mean uh yeah justin Fields is already added i'm sure Sorry. it's a super flex league i'm toast oh like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean Kyler murray is my other quarterback so it's not like yeah. it's like okay and yeah. my third quarterback is deshaun watson purely only because oh there it is there you go. He returned. You know. He returns in week thirteen, uh, which is which coincides with Kyler Murray's bye. Uh, so it was kind of just made sense for me to to add him because um, he was just sitting there on waivers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, play Zach Wilson against I forget what the matchup was against uh, Minnesota or something, or do I play? Do I pick up Deshaun Watson and play him in his revenge game against Houston? So, um, let's move on to uh talking about the rest of the quarterback swags and 
the quarterback four on the week, that would be Tua Tungavailoa, uh, 24.0 or 24.1 fantasy points in uh, standard quarterback scoring. Geno Smith, the quarterback five. Jalen Hurts, six. Joe Burrow, seven. Kyler Murray, eight. Derek Carr, nine. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. He said it. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> he said Lamar it. Jackson 10, Trevor Lawrence comes in at 11, and Kirk Cousins, my start, my quarterback start of the week, coming in as the quarterback 12. Uh, Greg, any of these top 12 performances stick out to you? Uh, no, a lot, of, a lot of definitely names that we usually see in here, except Derek Carr, of course. But, you know, when you don't need it is when he comes through. Uh yeah, it was a it was a good week. Kirk Cousins for sure coming through. Kirk Cousins after the game really was the best part, honestly. That team, the team playing is back on these for NFL has been crazy this year. Oh man, yeah. Did you see the Justin Tucker one? Oh yeah, of course. Oh man. Oh yeah, of course. The one from yesterday. Oh, another one. Oh no, nah, this is that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was it was good. He said he he basically rhymed. Uh, and then ended up with uh smoking. Just finished smoking that Saints pack. <laughs> Yo, he's causing mass. I mean, he backs it up, man. He's the best kicker in the league. Yeah, no, definitely. He ever. He he, he he was like, oh, every time last time you guys put me on here, I said something, I got in trouble. Like now, what do you want me to say? And then he goes on and then says that, and then that was the end. It was hilarious. Uh, um all right, let's move on. The uh quarterback Jags. Uh there's no honorable mention, so we're just gonna go straight to the Jags. Yeah. Uh starting with start of the week. Um not a great performance by him. It's kind of tough when you uh don't have you know, your top receivers there. Um, what do you think overall the performance by Justin Herbert? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a disappointing one, especially with he didn't have his top two guys, but I think the matchup definitely would, uh, was good enough to get uh, some points, at least in, the, you know, the top 12. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully he can kind of, have a strong end to the season. It's been a very, very quiet season. It hasn't been a total bust. I mean, he's had some solid weeks, but definitely not been the, you know, league winner type quarterback you expected this year. Yeah, it's definitely been tough. And I think that team just in general, like they almost lost that game. Like if oh, they not, almost lose every game. Yeah. It's, every, yeah. It's the they almost lose every game, but yeah, <laughs> but like to them to almost lose, for them to lose, to win that game in the fashion that they did, right? Like, they had a fumble recovery of, of, you know, Austin Eckler fumbles and defenders running down the sideline. And then he proceeds to fumble and then the Chargers get the ball back and uh, essentially drive down, kick a field goal and game's over. Um, Aaron Rodgers, man, like is like, oh, couldn't man. get it done in this one. Like it, it, was, over, it was over like, it was over like five weeks ago, yo, it was over the moment. I don't know. Like, Devonta Adams not there. That's really, I don't know how he's still rostered like over. Yeah, this is Detroit. He's over. He's still rostered like 
a lot of leagues, like eighty percent over, I think. Over eight percent. Um yeah, I don't it don't it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no. And then Marcus Mariota, he was my stream of the week, uh face planted. Uh, but I think I'll blame that one on your start of the week. No, I can't even blame it on your start of the week because even so, like Marcus Mariota, um, you know, should have got it done with his legs, and that was part of yeah. the, part of the reason there. But when this game, which had the second highest total on the week set for set for by Vegas, um, and it ends up, I think we end up with like thirty four total points, um, or sorry, thirty seven total points. Um, you know, just not a, not not ex- can't can't extract a lot of fantasy you know, value out of that. Greg, any, any other guys that you want to talk about that maybe let us down this week that were just the guys? No, I think that was, uh, that was about it. Definitely a low scoring week after that, those top 12. Yeah. Let's move on to these running back swags, man. And so the running back one on the week, Sergio Mixon, 22 carries, 153 rushing yards. Four rushing touchdowns, added oh, four receptions oh, for yeah, 58 right. receiving yards, and a fifth touchdown. Lord help you if you had to play Joe Mixon. 55.1 PPR <laughs> points is what you got put on you. Uh, I mean, I know we've been talking about touchdown regression for Joe Mixon for weeks now. Um you have and to make up. He has to catch up real quick. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. But <laughs> in this game, it did. <laughs> and uh, it was. I mean, I've I've been trying to buy Joe Mixon for yeah. weeks, and so for this game to happen, um, pretty much closes this buy that buy that buy opportunity. But Greg, your thoughts on a performance here by Joe Mixon? Yeah, Joe Mix, man, getting those touchdowns. Uh, like we, you know, he we thought he get throughout the year more balance wise but it's glad that he got this week here because there's, there's probably a very slim chance that you lost uh with this week uh if you had him on your team um he's got six and now in the last three weeks too so uh definitely uh looking good i mean matchup against the steelers next week as well uh definitely another good matchup yeah steelers defense might have your boy tj watt back but um... oh okay yeah, oh, man, I'm, I'm know, excited I, to hear that. <laughs> so sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's gonna help yeah. you out in Dynasty League in our Dynasty League for sure. Um, but yeah. it also makes the Pittsburgh Steelers an that's intriguing true. value at, yeah. in defense, right? Like, you know, I I have the Jets in one of my leagues, and they're on bye this week. Um, and so I, I you know, I picked up Kansas City for their game against Tennessee and played them. And so, and they have a matchup against Jacksonville also picked up New Orleans who plays Pittsburgh, but I was looking and Pittsburgh was on by. So, you know how you could pick them up before like the game start. And I was like, you know, Pittsburgh against New Orleans might not be a bad matchup if TJ Watt is playing. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, if you are out there and Pittsburgh is available, um, you know, definitely give, give them a look as we track this TJ Watt news. But, uh, yeah, Joe Mixon, fantastic performance uh, for sure. Um, yo, what about this next guy, man? Like, I wish I had more shares of him right now. Kenneth Walker the third, 26 carries, 109 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, also added four targets, three receptions, 20 receiving yards, 27.9 PPR points on the week. This dude is a touchdown machine. 
He's getting volume. Um, and, and when he runs the football, like he's always cre- creating yards, right? Like there's, I always say there's a difference between, you know, ball carriers or, and, and like running backs, like people that truly like they, they can create yards, uh, make something out of nothing. You, you know, you give an opportunity to get three and they'll get, they'll get you seven. Right. And you, you know, you, you give them an opportunity to get you 10, they'll get you 20. Right. And like, that's what Kenneth Walker is. Um, you know, he's truly special, man. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the performance by Kenneth Walker this week? And just even up to this point. Oh yeah. He's been uh, also kind of league winning value. Um, definitely those guys that drafted him uh, preseason and whoever got spinning the, all the waiver they could on him. It was, it was worth it. I mean, last four weeks, he's got six touchdowns, man's averaging 106 yards over the last four weeks. Uh, and he, yeah, he's doing this without even, uh, getting, you know, re- re- targets, I mean, and receptions. So, uh, definitely just eating on the, the ground game right now. Um, so it's definitely good to see. And it, this is a team that, you know, this is what they want to do, like at yeah. their core, right? Yeah, like this isn't like, a, you know, I, like, yeah. and they're a good football team. So they're going to be, yeah. they're going to be in opportunities where he's going to get this positive game script, 26 carries. Like he's going to get that. That's repeatable. Yep. It's sustainable. Um, and just the touchdown opportunities, right? Like when they get down there, they're, they're look. I mean, there's not they're not handing the ball to anybody else. It's kind of the walk. Yeah, no, he's a matchup proof for everyone right now, for sure, for definitely. I mean, we, and we we don't even know what his ceiling would look like in negative game script. I feel like it would be Travis Homer who ends up getting some opportunities, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like he would have to get involved that way for sure because he's one of their best players offensively. Um, Let's move on to the running back three on the week. And this is another guy who balling right now for sure, man. Uh, Travis Etienne, 28 rush attempts, 109 rushing yards, two touchdowns, almost an identical rushing stat line to Kenneth Walker there. But two targets on two receptions or two receptions on two targets rather for 17 receiving yards, 26.6 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Etienne? Yeah, he's also continuing to ball once, you know, both these guys, once they got that RB1 role, I've just taken it by storm. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see this from ETN, a guy, you know, we expected to do this last year. Uh, and he's just been fully unleashed. Uh, and he's definitely matchup proof as far as he's game script proof because it uh, seems like he's going to get this when the Jaguars are losing uh, and, and when they're winning. Like in the games before he was losing, he still got was getting over 20 carries, over 15 carries. So. Uh, he's definitely going to be getting work uh, on the ground. Absolutely, man. Travis Etienne just—he's been absolutely balling. Um, again, another guy I wish I had more shares yeah. of. It's I just crazy to me. <laughs> they, they were down seventeen, nothing, and my man still got twenty-eight carries. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> by the way, beautiful. Uh, the previous Raiders head coaches combined had lost had lost a total of three games when leading by 17 points josh mcdaniels this season as the raiders head coach has given up a 17 point lead three times already (laughs) i mean week week 10 oh my like i i know i spoke on it last week but I was wait. I woke up on Monday with the expectation that I was going to check Twitter and Josh McDaniels was going to get fired. 
And then we get Frank Reich, who gets yeah, fired Reich, yeah. by yeah, Jeff yeah. Saturday. <laughs> like, oh, man. Crazy. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we thought Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes would miss each other. Like, Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. That's like, they just need to they need to come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, We'll, we'll, we'll talk in about reverse we'll trades, talk about, hopefully. <laughs> we'll talk about Devontae. We'll talk about Devontae in a little bit. Uh, don't want to spend too much time talking about it here. Uh, but we just got to round out these running backs. Um, Travis Etienne coming in at, or sorry, Kenyon Drake coming in at four. Austin Eckler, five. Derrick Henry, six. Cordero Patterson, seven. Jeff Wilson Jr., eight. Ramon J. Stevenson, my running back start of the week, comes in at nine. Mm-hmm. Carter mm-hmm. comes at 10, Miles Sanders 11, tied with Raheem Blackshear for 11 as well. And then Damian Pierce, oh, I guess he comes in at 13, so it doesn't really count as running back 12. But, Greg, your thoughts here on the, these uh, top 12 performances? Yeah, some great names here. Could see Michael Carter in there. Uh, Damian Pierce, Ronda Stevenson, um, Carter Patterson, uh Healthy Cordell Patterson is a RB1. It's great to see. Uh, and yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr., man, back from the dead. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, how about Cordero Patterson just truck sticking a dude? I don't know if you saw that on his second touchdown. Nah, yo. He, just, I, he, trucked, he trucked a dude at the goal line. And I had to remind myself, I'm like, yo, that is a former wide receiver that just truck sticked a linebacker yeah. in like at the goal line like um yeah it was he's yeah he, he's he is, fantastic. He's just remember on the show i was trying to push cordell the cordell patterson running back narrative when he was in chicago <laughs> playing for matt Nagy. i was trying to push it <laughs> really was uh you know i think bill belichick I wasn't was hearing you man you said what yeah, that wasn't hearing you though. Yeah, Bill Belichick saved his career pretty much. Pretty much, man. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of the Kenyon Drake, man. I mean, that one, like, you got to be sick if you're the Gus Edwards manager. You're just sitting there, like, oh man, that could have been oh, all Kenyon well, Drake. I added Kenyon Drake. I added Kenyon Drake have, was able to play him too. You have him in in our league in leaving certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Gus. God. That makes that so makes me sick. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, <laughs> because I had Kenyon Drake, but I dropped him right before that Thursday night game because I needed. Oh. I was like, I got to make another transaction. I was like, ah, oh, Gus Edwards pretty much took that job, so I yeah. dropped Kenyon Drake, and then Gus Edwards gets hurt, and I was like, oh yeah. man. And then I never got him back. So yeah, now nah, I'm here, nah. I'm here rostering Cam, a Cam Akers who cost me nothing. Ooh. So yeah, whoever the RB one of you know Baltimore is, it's gonna they're gonna be a they'll be giving some value every week. For sure, definitely. Um, some honorable mentions: uh, Tyler Algier, um, also of Atlanta, had a, had a really good day. Ninety nine rushing yards on ten attempts. Uh, James Robinson, you know, he also had a good day, you know, running for the Jets, actually had one uh, more opportunities, two more opportunities in this game than Michael Carter did. Um, and then James Conner played on 72% of the snaps. You, you had that one right. Uh, you know, you 
you, you said you would play James Conner. I was still on the, you know, Benjamin hype. Um, but, you know, James Conner got the touches. He played the snaps. Uh, you know, any other thoughts on these honorable mentions or anybody that I may have missed, Greg? No, I think you uh, I think you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. And now we got to talk about the Jags. And it was a bad week because, you know, there was a bye week, right? So, like, you're like, all right, well, you know, it's, it's going to be bad. We had six teams on bye. Like, it's going to be bad. But then some of these names, man, like DeAndre Swift, you know, Aaron Jones, who was your start of the week, Raheem Mostert, uh, Deion Jackson, Deontay Foreman, any Chiefs running back, any Bears running back, like, all of these guys just just disappointed. Uh, you know, Greg, is there any of these guys? You know, Aaron Jones suffered an ankle injury, so obviously he has there's concerns of his own. Um, DeAndre Swift, Raheem Mostert, like these guys, are you concerned about their you know their value going forward? Um. Uh, well, yeah. I'm- I'm concerned about the whole Packers offense, but that's like a, I guess a whole season thing. I mean, but Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon, it's going to be the safest of that offense, I guess. Um, DeAndre Swift though, definitely a little concerning. I mean, this year, if you did take Jamal Williams, like he's been the the better fantasy running back this year, as far as like just being out there and availability and just playing, playing, uh, getting carries and stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a little concerned about Swift. Yeah, I, I mean it's tough because Swift got those opportunities in Week One. Yeah, and we saw what he did with them, uh, but then he got injured and hasn't really had those opportunities again. Yeah, unless uh, he's still hurt, I don't know. No, I mean he clearly is, and they talked about that. Yeah. Um, they talked about that last week coming out of last week. Dan Campbell said he wishes that he he gave him. That he, you know, he he gave him less work, and so they kind of intimated that that he would get less work this week, which he did. But Dan Campbell then said today that they want to get him a little bit more work than they did last <laughs> week. So we're gonna take Dan Campbell at face value. He has not lied to us yet. So, like he told us last week, hey, you know what? He's not really healthy. He hasn't. They they haven't really. Um, you know, made made a case to say that he's not healthy and he, when he was or the vice versa of that. So if they're going out there saying, hey, we want to get him a little bit more work this week, I'm going to trust – I'm going to trust Dan Campbell in that. And to be honest, DeAndre Swift is such a good player. Like, he has to be in your lineup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not He's not a bench candidate yet. Yeah, I mean, the the worst thing that could happen with Swift right now is that he gets injured again. And at yeah. that point, like, you know, you, you just know not to play him, right? Or you put yeah. him in your IR spot or whatever it is. Knock on wood. I don't want that to happen. But Jamal Williams, like you said, I mean, his value has been there. It's always been there. It'll continue to be there even when Swift does get to that point that he is healthy or if he does get to that point that he is healthy. Um, Jamal Williams will always have those opportunities for those touchdowns. We we know that. We understand that. So, um, yes, he he's definitely has a role. Um, what about the Chiefs backfield? Like, do you just chalk that up to game script yesterday? You know, Clyde Edwards Alaire played his season low in snaps, 17%. Uh, are you, yeah, I was are you, never really big on the Chiefs backfield. Um, 
to begin with, uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough. Uh, especially yeah, if they're down, they're gonna they already are a heavy throwing team. They're gonna just continue to throw more. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I can't see. Maybe I still think Pacheco has the highest upside if there's any. So I think he's probably the only guy I would be willing to like stash. Because I mean, you're not. It's hard to start Cloud at this point. So uh, there's no really. And McKinnon is just like a desperation. Like you need someone to throw in there for bye weeks and stuff. Like flex possibly. Yeah, I mean, you still got to continue to roster Clyde because if there's an injury in this backfield, it goes from a three-man committee to a two-man committee. Yeah, and that increases some of the value. And it, like you, 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 you want to have a piece of of this offense, right? Like, and we saw what Clyde was able to do in the beginning of the year. Um, and Pacheco, like you said, I think he has the highest upside. I think that he'll continue to see the most work. I think they just the game script did not allow for them to be able to 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 establish any sort of run game. So, yeah. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm with you in terms of like, I, you can't start these guys. They're more of like bench assets and kind of wait and see if, if one of these, if especially Pacheco grows into a role or maybe there's yeah. an injury of some sort that you can, um, you know, that increases one of these guys value. But I think that's about it. Um, anybody else that you want to discuss that may let us down yesterday, Greg, uh, we touched on nah. Deion Jackson, Deontay Foreman, but no concerns yeah. there. Um, let's talk about the wide receiver swags, and 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 now we're going to talk about Devontae Adams because sure. yesterday, or not yesterday, Sunday, you're watching Devontae Adams do his thing, and you're like, oh wow, Devontae Adams, like he like he he got he he's gotten it done, he's getting it done, and then you flip over to red zone and you're watching Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, he, he ain't really doing it right, like. And obviously there was a lot of things at play and there's a lot of things at play with, with Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers, but like there's not a receiver on the, the Packers that is at the level of a Devonte Adams. Um, not even close. Not even close. And so there, and, but Devonte, all he needs is all he really needs is volume, right? Like, and he, he got it in this game, 17 targets, 10 receptions, mm-hmm. 146 receiving yards, two touchdowns, uh, 36.6 PPR points. Uh, I mean, he got it done. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were he, saying, like, it's got to be the week he gets it done to kind of keep that wide receiver one status, and he, he did. Yeah, for sure. I, I, Devontae Adams is an absolute beast, and he clearly has not gotten worse right i'm not saying aaron Rodgers is bad he's terrible whatever right he's just not the hall of famer that we have like i mean i know i like aaron Rodgers is one of the first quarterbacks i've seen their entire i've seen his entire career right like i followed it from the draft mm-hmm. through like where he is today um you know i, I remember when he ascended in in 2000 uh it was 2009 when, or 2009, 2010, when he was like taking that next step um, to being like one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And so, um, yeah, it's tough to see because, you know, this game makes everybody mortal eventually. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, he's in a, he's still a good quarterback. He's still a great quarterback, but he's just not at the level where he can elevate these guys around him that don't have, the talent level that maybe a guy like a Devontae Adams has. 
yeah, you need at least like one or two things of like usually you need either O line or uh, receivers, and he, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have either, so it's 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 gonna be rough to overcome. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, enough about Devontae Adams, old quarterback. Let's talk about uh, another wide receiver who switched quarterbacks this year, and he's Ooh. doing without a hitch, man. Break Tyreek that record, Hill, man. Definitely on pace to break that record. Uh, eight targets, seven receptions, 143 receiving yards, one touchdown reception, 27.3 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, I expect this every game. I mean, this man is a yardage monster right now. He's a, a touchdown monster. It's just hard for to cover him, and it just makes it better because, you know, you got Waddle out there, and it's, it's hard to double him. So uh, it just makes his life easier. Um, you know, you should continue to see this every week. Yeah, Tyreek's a freak, man. Um, yeah, I would love to see him get that record. You know, I, I yeah. was, um, you know, wanted to see Cooper Cup get it last year. I wanted to see, you know, Calvin Johnson get it a few years ago, you know, prior. So, you know, it would definitely be awesome to see Tyreek Hill get that record. Uh, but moving on to the wide receiver three on the week, bum ankle and all, Cooper Cup. Nine targets, eight receptions, 127 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Also added one rush attempt or three rush attempts for one yard, 26.8 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Cooper Cup? Yeah, he's just so safe for a volatile position like the wide receiver position. He's still just, he's insanely safe. Uh, so it just gives him a boost that he could, he can do that on a, on a team that on offense has been pitiful this year. Um, yeah, man, the Cooper Cup's been absolutely money. Yeah, he's he's been money, um, kind of what I've been hoping Justin Jefferson would be every week. But you know, just give Cooper <laughs> Cup his. I'm sorry, man. I'm just a little a little bitter, a little <laughs> bitter, a little. Yo, Justin Jefferson's right there. You right no, there. he's balling. He's balling. Yeah, Justin yeah, yeah. Jefferson's balling. But I I thought we were getting week to week consistent twenty point games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every week which is why I was willing to take him number three overall <laughs> over the guy that we talk about in the top three mm-hmm. every week in Cooper Cup, which is why it makes me angry. Um, yeah. but anyway, Cooper Cup, yeah. balling. Uh, I mean, that play he made, <laughs> that deep touchdown that he caught, looked almost just like the one in the playoffs last year <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to set them up in field goal range. Uh, yeah, it was just – yeah. It, it's just a great performance by by one of the, the best receivers in all of football. Um, moving on to the rest of the wide receiver position, the guy who I was just going on a rant about who finished with 1.3 less fantasy points than Cooper <laughs> Cup, that would be Justin Jefferson. Uh, Christian Kirk comes in at five. Miko Hardman comes in at six. Jalen Waddle seven. Juju Smith-Schuster, eight. Alan Lazard, 9. Joshua Palmer, 10. Garrett Wilson, my wide receiver, start of the week, coming in at 11. Tyler Lockett coming in as the wide receiver, 12. Greg, your thoughts on the performances here by these top 12 wide receivers? Yeah, a lot of a lot of nice names in here. I mean, Waddle, of course, him and Hill been wide receiver ones all year. Uh, good to see um, McCall Harmon last couple of weeks been pretty hot, uh, so that's good to see it, that. 
and Joshua Palmer, um, definitely finally seeing that that breakout game um, about time, you know, without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, my, could be a thing next week as well that there are also out. So uh, it'd be good to continue to play him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jalen Waddle, um, you know, again, we've been talking about it. Uh, you know, I've been speaking to it. Like as, as he gets healthier, I think these games are going to start coming more often, more frequently, like they were in the beginning of the year. Uh, Miko Hardman, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we feel like been chasing his fantasy points for, for years now. And, <laughs> you know, last week he got it done with, with I believe it was two rushing touchdowns. And so you're kind of like, you know, that's, that's not, you can't really repeat that. Right. But then he comes out here again, nine targets, 79 receiving yards and a tutty. So like maybe he's a part of the offense now. Right. Like, and so something to definitely monitor. And then my wide receiver start of the week, Garrett Wilson, who, um, you know, I thought that he just he he looks like the real deal. I, I said it, you know, all pre-draft. I said it since last year. Um, you know, this going into this week, he you know, he he was gonna be the top target. And on a day where Zach Wilson throws, I think, 25 pass attempts, Garrett Wilson sees nine targets <laughs> and it got to the point where because he, he he didn't catch another ball, I I don't think, until – like he didn't catch another ball all the fourth quarter and like halfway through the third quarter. And at one point, the Bills had two people on Garrett Wilson with a safety over the top. So they had three people accounting for a rookie in his ninth NFL game. Uh, I, I made the comparison to Justin Jefferson. I'm not – saying that he's going to be that level of superstar or ta- or talent but the skill set the ability to 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 line up inside outside make plays after the catch play bigger than than your actual frame uh yeah i mean garrett wilson's a stud yeah garrett wilson's a stud definitely like it, it does help when there is no one else that you have to cover to on the jets as well though <laughs> I, I mean does it that, that makes it worse like no, you, no know, one else you can just put everyone on Garrett Wilson. There you yeah, go. You just put everyone yeah. on Garrett Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's no so one wait. else. Because there's no one else that you have to worry about. I'm saying as well. Well, that's because Elijah Moore is still on punishment. <laughs> he played 49 percent of the snaps this week. There we go. There we improvement. go. Which just makes me even more upset. Again, I can go on a whole rant. Like, imagine you're Elijah Moore and you, there's three people on one side covering Garrett Wilson. Like, wouldn't you want to be on the back side of that? Like. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Ends on MIM season. Uh, <laughs> Darnell Mooney, I think he, you know, he's been obviously as Fields has gotten better. Um, you know, Mooney's definitely, you know, ascended with him. You know, coming mm-hmm. in as a wide receiver, thirteen. Uh, you know, he's had some some really good weeks, back to back weeks. He's a solid wide receiver too at this point. Uh, I, I'd say the same for Rondell Moore, who's clearly involved in this offense he's a part of this offense now and i think after they've moved they finally they finally moved him to the slot where he, he he excels um you you know we're seeing the fantasy this fantasy value add up and then your boy man i asked you is there a wide receiver out here that's gonna help me man last year's last week and you said uh terrace marshall i mean he's he's available he's got talent He's the number two receiver now with DJ Moore, and he comes in. Go wide receiver, nineteen week. 
There we go. Yeah, man, I, I got him on it again because uh, he's still, you know, the percentage is still very low. Uh, I think, yeah, in, in the offense where, you know, they, they clearly want to throw the ball. They're going to be behind. Uh, and they got, you know, solid matchups. With, you know, can't always throw to DJ Moore every play. So Terrence Marshall, definitely a prospect, you know, we've been talking about coming into the draft. So super. Yeah, lot of talent. No, definitely. I mean, I'd have to go back and, and look, but I believe coming into that class, because this was last year's class. I believe he yeah. was like my wide receiver six or seven from and from a dynasty perspective. So very high on the talent of Terrace Marshall. Um, you know, I just, you know, played on that talented LSU team with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. You know, I, I think that there's definitely an opportunity here, you know, going forward, like you said, for Terrace Marshall. Because, again, like we, DJ Moore is probably getting double, triple coverage and somebody's going to be yeah. on the back of that, and and Terrace Marshall's is probably going to be that dude. Um, anybody else you want to shout out, Greg, from an honorable mentions perspective? Uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, definitely good performance from Curtis Samuel. Uh, uh, AJ Brown. I, did, I like the Ronda more mention for sure because you know we thought it. Was, a little scary when D Hop got back, but glad to see he's you know involved still. Yeah, for sure. Uh let's move on to these wide receiver Jags, man. And um, yeah, it was a rough week. Uh Jacoby Myers, um, you know, just when I'm talking about matchup proof, I guess the other team has to actually show up to play football though. <laughs> um for that to happen for the Patriots because they they really just want to shove Ramon J. Stevenson down your throat and and say, take it, and As you're going to win. man. As they <laughs> should, yes. <laughs> so that one-handed um, catch-up, like, Ramondre is nice. Yeah, bro. I mean, like, like what we were saying last week, there's not a lot of people walking the face of this planet that are six foot like him, 240 yeah. like him, and can do things on a football field like him. Not a lot of people. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, well, we're talking about, oh, yeah. Because we're talking, I was like, how are we talking about wide receivers? We're talking about Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. Only, only we could do that. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. in the same game. Um, are, are you concerned, Greg? I know this was your your breakout wide receiver. No, he was not your breakout. He was your my guy. My guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely some concern just because the offense isn't isn't good right now. Um, they can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. So they they can't really can't. Move the ball in general. Hey, maybe uh, Jeff Saturday can lift these guys up, you know. <laughs> maybe he'll go out there we'll and see. face the center. We'll see. Hey, first player coach, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to come back soon. Uh, I think oh, man, Jeff Saturday. Don't bring that man. I think Jeff Saturday is going to do a commitment. He's going to make a commitment to the run game. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, his offensive lineman, it just feels like yeah. that's what he's going to say. We need to run the ball more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But who knows? He's, like, best friends with Peyton, so maybe he'll be like, Peyton, like, what do I got to do? Like, you know, help me fix this, you know? Facts. Uh, so, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why they, they just didn't call Peyton. Like, he let me be the – Peyton probably doesn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My man is yeah. chilling right now. He's got yeah, the chilling. best making millions of dollars, talk just making jokes on football. Yeah. Like Peyton's yeah. chilling right now. Plus, like Peyton would like 
he'd probably go to every quarterback. I'm like, just, just Sam, just give me the ball. Just give me the football. Like, can't do this. Like, <laughs> can't you tell? It's cover six. It's cover six. How do you not understand this? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I think Michael Pittman Jr. should turn this around for sure. Um, he's talented. I'm hoping, you know, that this is a little bit of like seeking rational coaching here, but they hired a new a new play caller today. Who's 30 years old. Um, has was the quarterback assistant quarterback coach. So that's the that's who they went with. So I'm somewhat hoping that this guy is like, hey, I'm gonna lean on these good football players I have. Uh, I would hope. I would hope so. <laughs> Because he's he's auditioning for not just the Colts offensive coordinator job, but for you know jobs all across the NFL. So, um, yeah, Khalif Raymond, he's a guy that we brought up. I, I know I was pounding the table for him. Yeah, same. Um, didn't show up. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown kind of ends up on this list. It was like, like the reason I say that is because the production wasn't great, but the targets were there, and. Obviously, the the game script, nature of the game script didn't really lead to, and the matchup wasn't great too. But the nature of the game script didn't really lead to one that was that would have been, you know, very productive for fantasy. Um, Mike Evans, your start of the week. Um, I don't know, man. Tampa Tampa Bay won, but like, I don't know. Yeah, Uh, and then Devontae Smith, who you know played on Thursday night. Obviously, you know uh, he he. He's skinny, Batman. So his fancy production is going to be skinny sometimes too. <laughs> oh, Greg, man. any thoughts on these uh, these Jags here? Or anybody that I might have left out that might have caused you some extra pain? No, I think those are the ones that caused me some uh, real pain right there for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to the tight end position. And the tight end swags, the number one tight end on the week. I think I'm going to just take the applause for this. I, I feel like I should because I said he was going to be the tight end one, and he then he did it. So Now, I couldn't make him my start of the week because he played on Thursday. No but, yeah, and I got and we got the 60-plus receiving yards. Actually crushed it. Um, got 100. Um, but the line was like 49 and a half or something like that. But yeah, nine, eight receptions, nine targets, 100 receiving yards and a touchdown, 24 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Dallas Goddard? Yeah, not surprising here. Uh, he's he's a stud of a tight end right now. Uh, one of the best value picks at tight end because, you know, you weren't taking them in uh, at that top two or three people. And then. You know, you so you were getting him a, a little, I guess, later in the in the draft. So he's been coming through very money. Yeah, he was a guy that, you know, um, when you looked at the tight that cluster of tight ends that he was in with the Dalton Schultz and the, yeah, um, there's one more name I feel like I'm missing. Oh, Dawson uh, Knox is of the world. Yeah, right. Who was yeah. going in that range? Like he. He clearly had the most upside to me, right? He had 800 receiving yards last year um, on not a lot of catches. And when you look at the situation on offense, A.J. Brown was coming in. You know, that's going to open up a ton of space in the middle of the field for a guy like Dallas Goddard. 
Um, you know, I I I feel bad because I didn't even have him ranked that highly. You know, in terms of my rankings. Um, but yeah, he's been one of the best values. I'm in an auction league where I was able to get him, um, and I made sure I secured him early when he when he went out on his you know his bid was placed. You know, I was like, oh, I gotta get Dallas Goddard because like if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna get a tight end, like I want, I want this guy. And it, it's honestly been been really awesome uh, to have him uh, every week because he's been, you know, really yep. solid. So, uh, moving yep. on to the tight end two on the week, and Greg, you will get a round of applause for this one. Oh, yes, sir, thank you, Miami defense, man. That tight end uh, defense is trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cole Komet, five targets. Or six targets, five receptions, 41 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns, 22 PPR points. Greg, you clearly saw this one coming, so speak to it, my brother. Yeah, it was uh, definitely his best performance of the season, his breakout for the year, uh, you know, game. Um, You know, I think I'm definitely going to talk about him a little more as well. I think he's, you know, he's got a solid matchup next week as well. Uh, I think for the next two weeks, um, I got to check it again, but. Yeah, uh, Cole Komet, especially being tied to Justin Fields now, he's trending up. So I think the the receivers, you know, Darnell Mooney was in there as well. So I think his targets are going to start popping up more. Nice, man, nice. Um, yeah, I, obviously I was a believer in Cole Komet. And before the season and the, the offense, um, you know, I mean, we were getting – zero target games for Cole Komet, one target games for Cole Komet, just yeah, didn't seem it worth it. But uh, if he's going to get six targets like this, uh, you know, I think that's definitely, you know, repeatable and something that we can bank on as we move forward. Uh, the tight end three on the week, you know, guaranteed to be top three pretty much every week. Travis sure. Kelsey, 17 targets, 10 receptions, 106 receiving yards, 20.6 PPR points. Uh, threw his helmet down at one point because he was so angry because he did not play, you know, a, a great game. I mean, the 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 Titans were trying to do everything they could to stop him, um, and it, it was working for a lot of it. But there was just some plays where Kelsey dropped the football and um, just uncharacteristic plays of Travis Kelsey. But but overall, the fantasy stat sheet stat line looks great. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by uh, by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, this is usual. This is what he does. Uh, good to see him in here. Um, very reliable this year, as as he always is, man. Age, Father Tom has not gotten Carvis Kelsey yet, for sure. No, definitely has has not. Um, rounding out these tight end swags, though. Uh, but before we do that, we usually do this first. The touchdown or nah. Tight end of the week is our guy over here, James Mitchell out of Detroit. Finished as the tight end 12, two targets, two receptions, eight receiving yards, (laughs) and one touchdown. uh, Good for the tight end 12 on the week. So James Mitchell, uh, one of the, I guess, many tight ends that will go on to try to replace TJ Hawkinson. Uh, but rounding out this top 12, Cade Otten comes in at four. TJ Hawkinson comes in as a tight end five. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, six. Noah Fant, 
seven. Oh, I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. Tight end screen of the week. Mm-hmm. Jawan Johnson, eight. Isaiah Likely coming in at nine. Josiah DeGuara coming in at 10. Hunter Henry, 11. And then the aforementioned tight end, touchdown or not, tight end of the week, James Mitchell coming in at 12. Greg, your thoughts on these top 12 performances and do any of them stick out? I, I heard you on human, so I, I, there's definitely one I know stuck out to you before, but. Um, oh, I mean, love to see TJ Hawk, you know, in, in the top 12 for sure, top five. Um, be good to, you know, get his kind of like hopefully Dallas Goddard level, you know, performances, you know, every week. Uh, it's kind of what you know, we, we want to expect. Um, and yeah, as, as long as, you know, we got Isaiah Lockley with a, a top, you know, 12 performance. He definitely, uh, I think Lamar missed him on another touchdown. It could have been uh, for sure. So uh, he, he could have had a big day. Like three passes. Yeah. So I definitely, <laughs> definitely could have had a bigger day for sure. Yeah, which is definitely frustrating. You know, <clears throat> five targets, one reception, 24 <laughs> receiving yards and a touchdown. So if you started them, it was great. It worked out for you. Uh, but if not, I mean, if not, not if not, I definitely could have been a bigger day. So it sucks if if you needed some of those fantasy points and lost because of it. But yeah, um, no fan just proven that Arizona is one to to attack in, in the, the last <laughs> three years, <laughs> like three years now. <laughs> they tricked us, man. There was a period where I was like, I don't know, maybe Arizona might be good again. But then now mm. they just at the tight end now. Um, yeah, I agree with your points on TJ Hawkinson. I mean, this. This stat line is just so uncharacteristic of TJ Hawkinson, like nine targets, nine receptions, 70 receiving yards. Um, you know, that's a great stat line there and something that you feel you you feel could be sustainable as we as we move forward, because this is an offense that utilizes the tight end, which is, I think, been, you know, I talk on here a lot like and I would always talk negatively about TJ Hawkinson, but I wasn't ever really mad at tj hawkinson the player it was more of just like the fantasy asset because of how unpredictable his usage is right like you don't know it's like it almost felt like tyler higby with a higher ceiling right? like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like super frustrating because you you might get you might get three points but you might get 30 you know and it's like at one point but those th- but the 30s are so few and far between from the threes that it's like is it even worth it half the time but this I think is definitely sustainable. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Jags at the tight end position, uh, and just when you thought he <laughs> was back, uh, which I, but I will say, right, if you watch this game, Kyle Pitts had I don't know like forty something. Re- no, it wasn't forty something receiving yards, it, but he had like. Very little receiving yards, but he had like over 200 air yards or something ridiculous like that. They were, they were just throwing bombs to him down the field that they were just not converting. He had 27 receiving yards, but he had an opportunity for like a lot more than that if they if they could convert. So to me, that is something I'm willing to bet on. I don't know about you, Greg, and how you feel about the situation. Uh. It's tough. I think he's kind of just. I think we have to treat him like I was more of a boom, a boom and bust tight end right now, which is um, just fine. I mean, I think it's better than how he started the season. So, uh, you know, it's it's good to 
you know, see, see him as that. Um, it just depends on if the offense goes, then he can, uh, he, he's going to go as well. Yeah. I mean, again, if they just hit on one of those deep shots to, yeah. and they had him lined up as a wide receiver, running double moves, trying to get him down the field, um, using, utilizing him as a deep threat. And if he just hits on one of those, right? Like we're talking about like a three, a three catch, like, 70 yard 80 yard day here for for kyle pitts so yeah i'm hoping maybe i mean i guess the whole full season hope is that desmond ritter comes in and just unleashes kyle pitts yeah i don't know if that's gonna happen because someone has to allow unleash arthur smith you know someone has to <laughs> arthur know it's okay to throw the football right like hey Bro, like it's 2022. The legal, the forward pass is legal now. Like you know that, right? Like, you don't, you don't get. There's no cap on how many times you can do it in a game. Like you can call it, right? Like you can call the forward pass as many times as you'd like. So until that changes, like I don't think it's gonna change. Yeah, now he's got Cordell back. Yeah, nah. Oh good. yeah, no. Cord- oh yeah, guys, we can throw the football to Cordero. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man um yeah I, I, tyler conklin um that one i will i will once again blame on game script um, evan ingram too Ev- oh yeah my start of the week evan ingram uh, he was actually the first name on the list but i went straight to kyle pitts because yeah i felt like he was That's interesting fair. yeah he's the most popular <laughs> tight end to talk about every week honestly yeah uh, but Evan Ingram, my star of the week, uh, which was weird because you see the game 17 nothing, and you're like, all right, like this is good. And then they yeah. come back and I check, I was like, what what happened to what happened to Evan Ingram, right? So um definitely a tough one. Tyler Conklin, you know, I, I talked about the game script being, you know, negative game script would potentially help him here again. Uh they didn't get that. Uh this the Jets, you know, won this game. So um yeah, that definitely didn't help. And then Taysom Hill, the emergency yeah, that, glass. Yeah, yeah the, when the, yeah, the emergency glass didn't work. Yeah, that's definitely the jag for sure. That's terrible. Imagine your emergency. You, you go to, like, get a fi- <laughs> fire extinguisher for the emergency glass and then it don't work. Like, Oh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, if you start Taysom Hill and it doesn't work out, then you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's right. your last hope for sure. He's, well, I mean, unless you listen to us, got Kokomet. Yeah, Kokomet. I mean, as long man. as you Kokomet, no fan, just don't, just don't start uh, Evan Ingram. And who was your tight end start of the week, Greg? Oh, Jared Everett. He finished. He did all right. Yeah, he was the tight end thirteen. So yeah. he was okay, unless you played against Isaiah Likely, no fan, Zach Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> James Mitchell though would have outscored <laughs> Gerald Everett. <laughs> No one's playing him though, so no, no one is playing James yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, but yeah, I have to yeah. talk about him because he's on this list. Yeah. So you know, maybe no maybe the Hawkinson order or not the Hawkinson <laughs> order. I guess so. Just someone needed tight end. And they were like, let me get the Detroit tight end. Yeah, George Kittle. Yeah. Oh, George Kittle was on. So wait, you're saying the the George Kittle managers went and picked up James Mitchell? Like somebody played him in DFS. <laughs> somebody. But they probably played like the wrong tight end. <laughs> I've never heard of James Mitchell until today when I put <laughs> his name on my list. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we did have a question. 
Uh, T. Neil Forrest asked, what's up, fellas? Quick question. Pick three. D-Hop, Gabe Davis, Josh Palmer, Ayuk, George Pickens, or Rondell Moore? For the week or for the rest of the season? I'm going to assume it's for the week. Uh, the Cardinals play... Who do the Cardinals play? D-Hop for sure, though. It doesn't matter. Weaker season. Yeah, no, D-Hop you have to play. Um, yeah, you're playing D-Hop. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Gabe Davis, I'm probably not going to touch. But like, if Josh Allen's limited in any way, I think that's going to kill Gabe Davis's upside because his game is, is the deep ball. Uh, I was asking, I yeah. guess I was asking who the Cardinals play mainly because of Rondell Moore and they play the Rams. So, yeah, I feel like I lean Rondell Moore. Uh, Sam then, Fran plays yeah, Yuka Palmer. So, yeah, they play those, those two teams play each other. Mm. Mm. Um, there'll probably no, 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 Allen, no, uh. No, Allen yeah. Williams again. Mm. Part I'm leaning Ayuk. Trying to see if it's a trend that McCaffrey's impact on. But the other yeah, Ayuk had a Ayuk had a great game last week. I mean, Debo Samuel yeah, wasn't yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and he did return to practice this week with the hamstring coming off the bye. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I think that one's a toss-up. I haven't done yeah. too much work this week, uh, not yet, in turn regards to matchups and things like that. So, you know, I could definitely give you more insight later in the week. But my initial reaction based on this would be D-Hop, Rondell Moore, and Ayuk. And I guess Greg is D-Hop, Rondell Moore, and Josh Palmer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. Uh. Or, but you know, George Pickens, rookie after the bye week, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> got to say it. I got to say it. There's a rookie coming out of the bye. I got to say it. Uh, so in terms of injuries, uh, quarterback Josh Allen, again, he's going to be further evaluated for that elbow injury. Green Bay wide receiver Romeo Dobbs dealing with a high ankle sprain. Um, Green Bay running back Aaron Jones, his test results for his ankle came back negative, but he's dealing with an ankle injury. So make sure you – are you know have um AJ Dillon stashed ready to go and then Edge uh rough day for the Packers Edge Rashawn Gary expected to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL so um definitely a blow to that Packers defense Greg how does in in terms of waivers uh what do we have here is there anybody at the quarterback position we have the Jets the Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots, and the Cincinnati Bengals all on by this week. Um, so that's two startable fantasy quarterbacks there. Um, who are we looking to pick up this week it's, uh, to it's, help us out? It's really rough this week, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely looking first at Jared Goff. He's 49% rostered. Uh, he's going to be playing Chicago next week. Chicago's been... Uh, a very good matchup for quarterbacks. You just saw two light them up. Uh, you saw a lot of teams light them up this year. 
um, and they've been in some uh, some shootouts this year. So I think this is a matchup they could attack. And the only other one, super desperation play, uh, P.J. Walker. He's six percent rostered. Got Atlanta. Um, gonna you know back go back to that well going against the Atlanta matchup. Uh, you know. He did start up pretty badly. Baker came in to relief of him. I, I'm still not very confident in this one. Um, I think more focus on on in getting Jared Goff and starting against Chicago. Yeah, that's uh, a rough week for quarterbacks. I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. With all the buys, and then it's not like the you know Taylor Heineke's haven't really impressed yet. Uh, a lot of other guys haven't really come through. Yeah. Um... Any any thought about a Jacoby Brissett? Who do they play? Going against Miami. Um I could I could be with that. I could be with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be willing to put him right at, right there after uh Jagoff, yeah. Um what about the running back position? It's got it's 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 got to be oh, worse. Yeah. It's even it's worse. worse. It's I'm looking at I'm really just looking at more contingency plans right now. Kind of looking at that Chiefs backfield. We talked about Jeremy McKinnon. He's at 14. percent Isaiah Pacheco. He's at 29 percent rostered. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the the percentages. Every guys have gotten the people that are possible handcuff. You know, people that can come in safety nets. Uh, or people that are already RB ones because all the other guys are either injured or just not producing. So you know McKinnon could be, uh, you know, upside. I think is more like a JD McKissick guy. Uh, and then you know Isaiah Pacheco has the most upside on the team, you know, barring an injury to one of these guys in the backfield. He's 29% rostered. So uh, you know you see he's a little more highly valued um, as a as a guy that you know barring any injury, I think can can come through and be a possible RB two. Yeah, and then um, another guy I'll, I'll add to that list, Chuba Hubbard. I don't know what his roster ship is, but he's available in some leagues. Was injured the last two weeks. Um, yeah, he's at thirty-two percent. Yeah, so he's a guy that you know he he's averaging like six yards a carry right now, and I read on uh, Roto World that he hasn't even had a carry of 20 plus yards. So that that obviously would boost his average a little bit. So um, he's been efficient as a runner. uh, And at least it looked like at least the first game without Christian McCaffrey, that Chuba Hubbard was, was the guy uh, before exiting with that injury. So, um, you know, I, I would, I would be willing to scoop him up and see what happens. Yeah. If you need a guy right now, I mean, he's, Back at practice, you know about status right away because they play Thursday. So the time, the time to do it is now. Yeah, no, you definitely got to add them. Um, you know, well, obviously we're going to discuss Thursday night football tomorrow. Um, but he's a guy. I feel like I, I know in some leagues I'm desperate this week with some of the bye weeks. Like I'm, I saw Chuba Hubbard. I got excited. So yeah, he's going, he might be going in my lineup because yeah, yeah. Um, what about at wide receiver, Greg? Any 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 luck there? Yeah, Terrace Monster Jr., uh, 6% rostered. Um, got six targets. Uh, saw six targets this week. Got a touchdown this week. Uh, and that's now, you know, a couple weeks in a row where he's, you know, been an intriguing play. Uh, there's definitely should be a must roster in deep leagues. Um, and now he's starting to, you know, enter 
12 team formats if you if you need a guy maybe an emergency glass or just a guy you, that could be involved and you see his upside i think he has some upside going down the season could be one of those uh you know guys late in the season when you're in the playoffs that you're you're playing these random receivers and Terrace Marshall Jr. could could carry you. Yeah, I mean he's definitely talented. Um the Carolina Panthers are a team, I mean their defense looked great. Uh they were my defensive stream and it looked really great until Joe Mixon's five touchdowns. Um it would yeah. it looked great until basically the, the kick until kickoff when the game started and then yeah. They, but if they continue, I mean, I don't know if that's more of a function of, of Cincinnati or if that's more a function uh, you know, Carolina regressing as a defense. I know they've had a couple injuries. Um, so, you know, if their defense continues to play like that, then, yeah, Terrace Marshall is going to have opportunities for sure. Uh, yeah. Greg, what about a tight end? I know it's definitely – it's there, yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, the, also, the also I forgot to mention – DeAndre oh. Carter too. DeAndre Carter, he's also a name. Thirty yeah. percent, uh, got six targets on the week. Um, we also, know someone that. I looked at. Yeah, yeah. Josh Palmer uh, and DeAndre Carter should should be the only two you know receivers that you know, Herbert's going to pass to while Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both out. But yeah, tight end. Uh, it's, it's the guys we mentioned. You know, the guys that we've been kind of talking about the last couple of weeks. Cole Komet at twenty four percent rostered. He's got Detroit this week, then Atlanta. So two really great matchups. Uh, for both Justin Fields, the entire offense of the Bears uh, should be uh, up the lot next two weeks. K. Dotton, uh, 11% rostered. He got another six targets this week, caught five, five receptions. Um, you know, we, we talked about Cameron Bray being a prospect, but he's out. Uh, K. Dotton should fill in and then just be uh, give you some borderline tight end one weeks possibly. And then Noah Fant, 10% rostered. Um, he should you know continue to be a play on, on a good team. Uh, I think he's got some streaming value every week. Sorry, what about our our guy Greg Dosich? Oh yeah, I mean coming off the bye, yeah, is a guy that I mentioned uh, two weeks ago. But yeah, now now should be the time of mentioning him. Uh, you know, hopefully if he's there, add him. Uh, he's he would he's got to be the, the guy you got it Sunday. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be the top guy. The I most, mean, yeah. I think we talked about it. Right? Like, be, his roster should be guy. over. No, I would I would imagine play. it's high, but you know, yeah. So with the bye weeks and stuff, I would imagine somebody some people might have dropped him. But I was saying before the bye, before they played in that London game, what is it low? Uh, thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was saying before yeah. that London game, like he's a player I'm willing to start, play, pick up, start, and hold through the bye week. Like I would yeah. do whatever I have to do to hold him through right. the bye week. So. Um, you know, if, if he's available in your league and you're hurting at tight end, you need a tight end, um, or you've been streaming, you know, maybe you're the David and Joku manager and, and you need a guy to hold down the fort for you. Uh, Greg Dosich, again, he's going to be continue to be involved. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So that pretty much puts a wrap on, on this show this evening. Thank you everybody for tapping in with us and, and being flexible as Back for our regular schedule tomorrow on third on Wednesday to break down Thursday night football. So make sure you tapped in, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Um, and just keep showing the support because we appreciate it. Um, 
Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy your waivers. Make some good decisions out there. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Yeah.